0: Let's do this. Right, here we are. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to day number one of my PE with Joe. Finally, after all these years, I've put myself in self-isolation. If you peers Morgan.
1: This is a message from the government's chief medical officer about coronavirus.
2: But is that the kill It's vicious.
1: We are told about 30 devices. Uh, we have been double-checking this
0: but it does seem to say 30.
1: Maybe your choice and stick with it. Did you see? 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 Hello and welcome to Did You See, a podcast where we catch up on all the things we saw this week. I'm your host, Talan Aslanian, and I'm here with Rose Lander. Hello. Charlotte Scar. Hello. Pippa Smith. Hi. And Sophia Miller. Bonjour. (laughs) We're five socially distant trainee journalists, but despite being stuck inside, we just can't tear ourselves away from all the madness on our screens. In the week when the world celebrated Easter in isolation, did you see everything that happened? Boris Johnson was released from hospital. Lockdown was extended for another three weeks and for the first time the UK government press briefing was led by a woman. Did you see those things guys?
3: So we're talking about Preeti Patel here right?
1: Yes we are.
3: I did see that Uh, I very much enjoyed her creative use of numbers Uh, she sort of said like 570 something like that (laughs) Um, which bless her did not go down well in the online community she got a lot of um, mickey taking but never mind
1: yeah on social media a lot of people were annoyed because obviously when Diane Abbott went on LBC and royally messed up she got a lot of flack for it and and although Priti Patel did get a lot of abuse, it wasn't as much as Diane Abbott this time around, was it?
3: Uh, no, but um, <laughs> Diane Abbott did just kind of make up a statistic, whereas I think this was a genuine can't-read-what's-in-front-of-you sort of mistake as opposed to not knowing the answer.
1: And how do we feel about having to be in lockdown for another three weeks?
3: I was expecting it. I think we it. all knew it was coming uh I feel okay about it um it's sort of the new reality I now when I think back to like five six weeks ago when I used to you know enjoy my life um it feels weird it feels like another lifetime ago. this is like the new normal and that's weird the concept of going to
2: a restaurant now is slightly strange (laughs) um what's going to be the first thing you do out of lockdown will you be going to a restaurant
3: uh no i'm gonna go and see my boyfriend probably that'd be good Aww. that'd be nice um it's boring but yeah i don't know when that's gonna be
1: <laughs> i know it could be years oh it's not gonna be years pippa i really want to go know. to westfield i want to go to a shopping <laughs> center the,
3: the thing is and i think the problem i have is that uh, my parents listen to a lot of radio tea, A great radio station of course um but they they like jeremy vine and i listen to it so now it's like in my brain a lot Jeremy Vine and they do a lot of like what's the first thing we're going to lift then what are we going to do how are we going to be able to go to pubs ever again kind Mm. of thing and like literally today I was like can we turn this off because I actually Mm. can't listen to it anymore it's like a dystopia they were talking about uh like hairdressers potentially having like plastic sheets with little windows to stick their hands through (laughs) people's hair and I was just like I can't actually like I can't speculate about this anymore I just need quiet
4: Yeah. Charlotte, did you want to say something?
0: I mean, it's it's not that interesting now. Now I've reflected on it for a few moments. But the thing I'm looking forward to doing is going to the pub because Mm -hmm. with the most terrible timing, all the pubs were closed on my 24th birthday. That was like the day they closed. Mm. So I feel like I'm going to have to have a delayed birthday party.
4: Well, absolutely. on that topic, it was my mum's 60th birthday on Easter Saturday and our plan was to go indoor skydiving in Milton Keynes and so (gasps) obviously we didn't do that so that would be nice to reschedule um, and have a proper celebration although we did have a good day and we had a zoom um, a zoom party with my brothers and my sisters-in-law and we all at the same time ate cake and drank (laughs) prosecco which was so nice
2: my sister's birthday i was in charge of organizing it and i did it like a kid's birthday party so we had pin the horn on the unicorn, we had an Easter <laughs> egg hunt, we had a piñata shaped like a bee. Um, it was very good fun. And she, she, and I'm going to remember this for the rest of my life. She said it was the best birthday party she's ever had.
1: <laughs> well, with that claim, I feel like we need to move on. Right, guys, <laughs> let's get to it. Charlotte, what did you see this
0: week? Did you see Geraint Thomas's epic cycle ride which as we speak is still going on no i did not tell me more i I will tell you more so for the for those of you out there who aren't cycling enthusiasts like myself grant thomas is a um world-class cyclist and he won the tour de france in 2018 and he is a member of team Ineos, which is formerly team sky um And the Tour de France this week has been cancelled. So in, well, he's decided that he's not going to do nothing um, and he's going to do a 36-hour cycle ride um, in three shifts to replicate 12-hour ICU shifts at a hospital. And so far, he's raised a quarter of a million pounds.
1: That's amazing. Which is pretty impressive.
0: I know. And I'm not sure if any of you were listening to uh, coronavirus newscast. However, he finished his first shift doing it the other day and they joined in with him. And he also was finishing it. And he just forgot that he'd finished a 12 hour cycle and just kept carrying on. And I thought like, who, who are you? You've finished 12 hours. And he just like did four minutes over the cycling time, which was I thought was very impressive
3: so i actually find like these long distance cyclists some of the like most impressive athletes like they just have such incredible like like endurance and fitness it's so cool but is he doing it on like on like a static kind of thing and is it i want to know is it like one of those cool ones that where you get like a screen with the with the kind of scenery because i think that would um encourage me to do it more so we have one of these things in my garage but like you just have to stare at the shelves with all the tins on so it's not very like idyllic so scenery, if you had a so... screen
1: you would be more inclined to cycle 12 miles <laughs> yeah because you feel like 12 hours talent
3: let's not be ridiculous here uh, <laughs> I would cycle for a normal amount um, I like cycling and I, I have cycled previously because I obviously went to university there's a lot of cycling uh
1: but which um, one was that pippa <laughs> that was so <laughs> <laughs> don't know why i
4: said obviously
1: It well, could be anything like, could be oh, anywhere obviously. could be
4: in the
3: netherlands
1: <laughs> hey loads of people cycled in exeter <laughs> um, i'll have you know when
3: <laughs> when i lived in cambridge i cycled a lot but what i'm saying is round here i wouldn't want to cycle on the roads because people are not used <laughs> to cyclists so not much fun and yes, so I'd be more inclined to cycle on one of those static bikes if I had a cool screen where you could like see where you'd achieve like see where you'd cycled from. I think that would be you
1: want good. a peloton pipper <laughs> other branded bikes are available
3: <laughs> uh yeah, or I could just get an actual bike that would be that would be and go and accessible. see the world, yes,
0: <laughs> yeah. So, to confirm, uh, Geraint was using a virtual cycling platform, which is called Swift. And people could come and join him for his little cycle. And actually, the BBC health correspondent, Fergus Walsh, joined him for his, the start of his second shift. Aww. But yeah.
3: That's lovely. That's very I saw, I think Louise Minchin as well did some with him.
1: She does a lot of triathlons. Hmm. It's cute speaking of exercise guys i tagged you all in the run five donate five pounds run five i already said that challenge on instagram and none of you guys have done it yet properly ah
4: so i should explain (laughs) to the listeners that um i did do it actually but i didn't bring my running shoes to lockdown because i don't really go running (laughs) So I didn't think I would need them. Fair. Um, but then I wanted to live up to the expectations. So I used my, I borrowed my mum's rowing machine and I rowed 5k instead. And I think that that counts.
1: Oh. Absolutely acceptable. Yeah. Everyone else I, needs I to have show their it. receipts. <laughs> I, will, I will send off, following this podcast, you have my word. I'm going to tweet <laughs> your um, your receipt with the podcast link. <laughs> <laughs> I could borrow
3: my do you think I could borrow my mum's trainers do you I
0: don't have know, a minute, I don't a minute know minute how that
3: works yeah well I'm slightly smaller than her but I could wear yeah, give, it, give
2: it. A um, this sounds a bit risky <laughs> <laughs> you wild one or know. I could
3: just walk far Walk further. Speedwalker.
2: Yeah,
4: do, do you know what makes my row even more impressive? And I'm determined to labour this point because I bet Talon did not expect me to actually complete this challenge. So I started off my row. As I say, I didn't bring my my trainers with me. So I started off my row barefoot, and it didn't go well at all. My feet wouldn't stay in the little like straps at all. And <laughs> I got and and I had some like gardening clogs in the room. So I, so next the next like <laughs> kilometer, I tried with these gardening <laughs> clubs <clocks> on, <laughs> and uh, that was a bit I of wish had a pig. as well. And then, like a kilometer later, my mum like came by to see how I was getting on, so I asked her to bring me my like my like fashion trainers, and I tried with those instead. And did the re- why did the rest
1: didn't you like just that. wear those in the first because, place? Because
4: I'll explain actually, because I didn't think I was going to do it all in one go, I was like, I'm going to go. S- try the rowing machine and see how I get on with it. And then after I'd done like a
3: kilometre, I was like, well, I can't give up now. Maybe I'll do mine on our exercise bike, which looks at the shelves. But there's Maybe no
1: screen, Pippa. How are you going to... There's no
3: screen, but it has got a thing which says how far you've gone. So I'll <laughs> okay. just, have to, just have to imagine it. Maybe I'll just get my get like my laptop up and play a video of some mountains. That sounds like a plan, to <laughs> be it's honest. It's the same thing, really, isn't it? Yeah. Budget oh, version. Yeah. Sainsbury's
1: Basics version. Do you know what else looks like? Um, was a Sainsbury's Basic? <laughs> Love the segue. A cake that has been made. Rose, what did you see this week? Did you
4: see the cake that was made in the image of New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern this week?
1: <laughs> the only reason I saw this was because you sent it to okay, us. Okay, well, I'm. To be fair. Yeah,
4: I'll send it to everybody. I'll send it to the world because it is absolutely phenomenal. We'll tweet it. Yeah. And, and it br- it brings together two themes that we've already talked about on the podcast, which are baking and the bake-off, because they do this on the bake-off on the extra slice where they show like hilarious bakes that have gone wrong, which I absolutely yeah. adore. And then also Jacinda Ardern, who we talked about, um, who she said that the Easter Bunny was a key worker that we absolutely love. And we love Jacinda Ardern, to be honest. She's amazing. Um, She took a 20% pay cut this week um, in solidarity with people who've been struggling throughout the crisis. And we admire her. I'm sure we all do. Uh, Whether that's biased or not, I don't know. I don't really care. (laughs) And and, so anyway, so a comedian, um, two two Kiwi comedians were challenged on live TV to bake, uh, to to do a bake using no flour and to bake an iconic New Zealand thing, and one of the comedians baked a mountain in, as a pavlova, and this other comedian called Laura Daniel baked Jacinda Ardern as a New Zealand icon, um, and she made a lolly cake, which I don't know if you guys have ever heard of a lolly cake. I had to look it up. It's a New Zealand, it's know. a New Zealand specialty. Um, so I don't. I still don't really understand what it is. So I'll have to do some more research. But it's got like bits of marshmallow and stuff in in it, and um, it looks Ooh. it looks very interesting. It's like a log cake. Anyway, recommend looking up a lolly log cake because the internet will explain it much better than me. And I also recommend looking up the actual cake itself. But because this is a podcast, I will attempt to describe it. <laughs> so basically. <laughs> It looks like something from a horror movie and many people <laughs> commented on it saying, like, I cannot unsee this, like, I'll be having nightmares about this, etc, etc. So it looks like um, like a melted waxwork. That
1: was quite harsh. It,
4: well, have you seen it? I mean, <laughs> it, it looks... I'm about to see <laughs> it right and, now. Okay. And also it looks like the Joker and also, ja- and also yeah, Jack I Sparrow. Get that.
3: It's very heavy and on the eyebrows. And the eyebrows are a very funny shape.
4: Thoughts. My my mum said she thought oh the God. best bit about it was the forehead. She thinks the forehead is actually fairly accurate. It's quite large, <laughs> quite large and smooth. And then the rest of it up down from the forehead it. just kind of goes a bit um, wonky. And um, she's got sort of culturally appropriative dreadlocks, um, which I'm sure Jacinda <laughs> Ardern would not approve of. But the 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 weirdest <laughs> weirdest weirdest thing about it is that the teeth look real, like they look like she's used yeah. like yeah yeah. I How don't did they know. do the teeth? So this it's a shame because it's a, it was on uh, New Zealand television, so I haven't been able to watch it, so I'm not sure. But people were saying in the comments that they were re- like a, a set of dentures, like she just plonked in like her nan's dentures or something. <laughs>
1: I feel bad for Jacinda. Wow. Well, I mean, so
4: Jacinda has, seen, Jacinda has seen it. She's seen it. So she, um, so the the what comedian uploaded it to Instagram and said, "They say don't bake your heroes, but I wanted to try anyway." <laughs> I'm deeply sorry, at Jacinda Ardern. I truly tried my best with what I had available. Um, and Jacinda Ardern commented <laughs> on it: two emojis of that little face that's like got big wide eyes and blushing cheeks. Um, so, yeah, it's been, it's been noticed. I'm sure she has a very good um, sense of humour.
1: Well, they do say, what do they say about imitation?
4: The best form yes. of flattery. Yeah.
1: Exactly.
4: So, just basically wanted to talk about just in there all of her fans and her also draw attention to her 20% pay cut because that's true leadership.
3: Uh, Going back to the the cake, um, what it reminded me of, did anyone else do when they were at school a weird thing where they, like, got a balloon and then put plaster of paris all over it and, like, made their own head? (laughs) Yes, I did. (laughs) Because it really reminded me of that, like, very misshapen head with, like, strained features. And actually, that's what I thought (laughs) it was when I first saw the picture and then I realised it was a cake, so...
1: Pippa, what did
3: you see this week? Did you see... Uh, the 99-year-old war veteran walking 100 laps of his garden before his 100th birthday to raise money for the NHS. Yes. Um, So it's, I mean, I think everyone will have seen it, but it's Captain Tom Moore. Um, I just checked um, his last total. He's raised over 19 million pounds um, for NHS charities simply by walking up and down his driveway. But he is just the sweetest old man um I just think he's so cute and I like I saw him like a week ago on BBC Breakfast which I think was the first like news attention it got and he said something really cute like tomorrow will be a good day and then from there he's literally become like this like I don't know sort of like wise figure that we have in our world (laughs) and the main excitement for me about this story is that he uh lives in my village (laughs) um like really close to where I live actually um so it's been a bit why like, don't you go walk weird. with him
1: has he already done it or not
3: um yeah he finished yesterday so they did have you not seen the coverage of i this haven't seen like him ridiculous. finish it so I mean, they did yeah. a live they did a half hour segment on bbc breakfast yesterday of him finishing his hundred laps uh where like they had the uh, they had some members of his like old so some current members of his old war regiment the yorkshire grenadier something were there to do, a, like, a salute as he Aww. as he did his last bit. There was, like... Can't do. So, just to give you some context, I live in uh, a medium-sized village called Master Mortain in Bedfordshire, um, which like, no one's ever heard of Bedfordshire, so, like, it's, like, so exciting that something exciting is happening here. It's, like, honestly the most revolutionary thing. People are going wild. But we've had, like, the nation's media here. There's, like, several news fans around most of the time and they've gone wild for it and um, the the family apparently have had to use their like businesses marketing and pr women to deal with all the um all of the press attention and stuff and um my favorite bit is that because it's going to be his 100th birthday soon people like want to send him birthday cards so they've given the address of our local post office um in the village because obviously they can't give out their actual address. Um, but our little post office is literally tiny, and I'm really excited because there's just going to be, like, thousands, <laughs> possibly hundreds of thousands of cards turning up. Um, and they had on the news the other day, our, like, postman was on there, like, talking about the <laughs> about all the posts that's going to come, and it's literally, like,
1: <laughs> They really do milk <laughs> the little the, the little things, but they make yeah. us happy, so...
3: Yeah, I think this one has like they've really have milked it a lot. Like it's slightly excessive. Uh, so now, because um, apparently Tom, Captain Tom, loves Michael Ball, Ooh,
0: so oh my yesterday God. on
3: the half-hour special, uh, Michael Ball sang "You'll Never Walk Alone" to oh. Tom. And now they're releasing a... They've released a single of them singing You'll Never Walk Alone together.
1: Oh, um, God.
0: And, like,
3: they're <laughs> trying to get it to number one um, with all proceeds going wow. to the NHS. Yes, I don't know, the like, development.
1: It's so ridiculous, but so it's, it's amazing. It's, it's quite time. extreme,
3: but I think it's because there's so little news, and particularly, like, these sort of things like BBC Breakfast, Good Morning Britain, ones that try not to focus just on, like, the hard kind of analysis analysis of it all are trying to find stuff to just like get people through the day and make people kind of smile a bit and I think this has really taken off in that regard um but yeah so that's that's um Marston extraordinaire celebrity Captain Tom Moore um
0: it's great Pippa are you personally acquainted (laughs) with Captain Tom
3: I'm not actually I'm not so uh he lives uh in a very nice I should say property uh, towards the end of my road it's not representative of most of the village I don't know if anyone's seen the garden but like it's a nice it's- a nice garden um and so I'm not but I know of the family I didn't know actually that they had like an older person living there as well um but yeah I know of the family definitely know <laughs> Bill the postman so that's exciting um, <laughs> and yeah uh, so I'm not personally acquainted but it is very exciting and there's um a kind of idea in the village um to on his thir- his 100th birthday which is uh, the 30th of April I think so it'll be uh, it'll be a Thursday so after the clap for the NHS people want to like socially distantly I should add sort of go up to there's like a big green at the end of my robe which is opposite where his house is and um, oh. go up there and happy birthday to him, oh. um, which I think is really cute. Um, so, I want to participate in that, but I want to make sure that people are definitely yeah. doing it responsibly. So, um, but last night actually on the clap, they there was a news camera there that like requested people to go down, and like the family came out and clapped, and
0: mm-hmm. it was on
3: on the TV. Uh, but we didn't go because uh, because we didn't. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to be on the TV. I haven't worn makeup for like six weeks. Um, But yeah, so it is really cute. And uh, I do come from a place which is just like so nondescript. And that's why it's so exciting. Like no one has ever heard of Bedfordshire. Uh, It is the most undesirable. Wow, that's a bit harsh. But you never see anyone on like Escape to the Country going to Bedfordshire. That's how I would like categorise it. It's like the least desirable countryside place ever. You know when you go to university and then people like ask you where you're from, it used to be like such a source of like stress to me because nobody ever knows where it is. So I settled on the best way of describing it is near Milton Keynes, (laughs) because people sort of know what that is because they're like, oh, that's got roundabouts, that's got the snow zone, that's got the skydiving place. That's literally what I said to you. I was like, oh, (laughs) the
1: snow dome. (laughs) Well. It seems as though all the media agencies and any channel out there is trying to do their best to entertain us. And I think, Sophia, you wanted to talk about something really exciting happening in America. Really exciting talent. <laughs> really exciting.
2: I'm not sure if you guys are High School Musical fans. I myself yeah. am a I'm such a very big, big fan. <laughs> fan. There we go. That's what, why that's my what I wanted to hear. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason <laughs> um, so they did a sing-along all in um, self-isolation they all video cammed in and uh, Zach Efron didn't
1: sing along with them
2: and Twitter what? went mental oh yeah Charlotte oh yeah <laughs> it was mad
1: it was just the um, fact that everyone so... did it except him I know I know and like he did
2: appear for like five seconds before to introduce it and then he just disappeared so did they do songs from the first uh, film or
3: all the films because obviously he didn't actually sing in the first film so maybe that's why maybe he can't mm, sing that was one the of songs. the
2: conspiracies yeah uh-huh. so he the, the song was we're all in this together cheesy i like it and basically all of the others sang he didn't twitter went crazy and they've come up with several reasons why they think that he didn't join in. Um we want to hear them go. So one of them is that he didn't one of them is that he didn't sing in the first film. So they well he allegedly didn't sing all of the lines. Well he in the didn't first film. actually
1: because I had a I still have it somewhere um a disc of them going on tour after the first film and they had this other guy who was Troy. And they openly, they yeah. were, it was it was completely honest saying that he didn't sing and they had this guy. And I was like, well, that's not yeah, Zach. No, he
3: definitely didn't sing at but all it, in the first But one. it's so it's weird because he can't
4: sing. He sings so well in the others I, and in Hairspray. Uh,
3: I'm yeah. not sure he could sing. Yeah. Or and maybe The Greatest Showman. I think, actually, I think I do know the answer to this. He was supposed to be singing but then his voice broke and I think it's actually quite high the first film. And he couldn't because especially when guys are in the like point of their voice breaking, it's hard to like stretch your voice a lot. So basically he couldn't do it.
0: Bless him. But
3: that might not be true, so I'm sorry if
4: that's definition to uh he must,
3: uh, yeah, I know, but now he's probably like trained his voice back up to the like falsettos. Yeah, and stuff. so
1: why didn't he give it a go? Have you seen the TikToks of people pretending to be Zach Efron in High School E-School Two? And they're literally in their garden, and they they pretend they're on the golf course, and they like put their hand in the pond, and then they are like then they rip bits of gr- off their of the grass off of their lawn, and they're like smelling it anyway. Um, so the other conspiracy,
2: the other key conspiracy. Um, was that he has missed a reunion in the past. Mm. So people were thinking, oh, is this a reoccurring trend? So in 2016, I'm going to get specific. In 2016, he also left a video message saying he couldn't be
1: there. Mm. So, all the drama. I'm annoyed because if he thinks he's distancing himself because he's not cool enough, then that's just annoying. So the real reason,
2: apparently, um, according to the guy that hosted this sing-along, Ryan Seacrest. He was also in the film. He was according uh, to the guy um, Sharpay's
1: brother. <laughs> Ryan Seacrest was not Sharpay's brother.
4: No. He, yeah. no, he wasn't. No.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Isn't Ryan Seacrest the guy from um, like the Pop Idol thing?
1: Yeah. Ryan. Seacrest. Yeah. I'm so
2: confused. <laughs> he yeah. has his own radio show.
1: <laughs> yeah. Sharpay and Ryan
2: Seacrest, love
3: it.
2: So he came out um, and said that it was because he was currently, Zach Efron was currently in the middle of nowhere and he had very patchy Wi-Fi.
0: So that's the, that's the line they line. Charlotte
4: out. Scar, you have something in common so. with Zac Efron.
0: I know, but I, the thing is, like, surely you'd pre-warn them about your patchy Wi-Fi. <laughs> you wouldn't just like turn up to a sing-along and not sing. You'd be like, sorry, guys, if this is shit. If this is, <laughs> sorry, guys, if this is terrible my wi-fi's bad i feel that's just bad form on his part
3: so hang on so was everybody out so i haven't seen this i didn't even know there was a high school musical sing along i have to say i'm sorry guys um (laughs) was everybody else in it like all the other key players they were all there
1: yeah Um, we had our (laughs) favorite vanessa hudgens was in it even though she had a controversy a few weeks ago she showed her face um, what was her controversy she was on Instagram live and someone like she was just doing a and a and they asked her about coronavirus to be fair it was like four weeks ago so we all had a different attitude maybe four weeks ago but um mm. she was like yeah I don't really think it's that big a deal I mean you know you <gasps> can stay inside but you don't really have to basically going against the line that everyone was trying to push at that point in time and she got a massive backlash on twitter and at the same time Mm -hmm. ashley tisdale was being wholesome giving out messages of we're all in this together on tiktok and people were comparing the two being like why is gabriella being so bad and sharpay is (laughs) amazing and actually it was the other way around and sharpay was the amazing one after all um so if Vanessa was willing to show her face after yeah. the fact that people kind of hate her a little bit, it's just interesting mm. to see that Zach could not. Mm.
3: I think we should have had our expectations managed here because I think if it had said, hey to Sam sing along, but sorry, Zac Efron can't come, then we'd have known what to expect from the start. Yeah. But uh, they were obviously marketing it on his brand and then he wasn't actually in it. Cause let's, aye be, aye. let's be honest, he is the biggest I am a fan, I must say. Course. I always
4: have been a fan, but I am disappointed by this news.
1: I, I, it's not that like I'm like only watching it for Zach it's I'm watching it for all of them together yeah and I feel cheated when I don't get them all together
2: it does bring me so much joy that we're all so into yes I am really
1: passionate about watching. the sing-along it's great to be fair I would do high school music any day I would have a sing-along right now go on then but I'm, <laughs> but I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna start it <laughs>
4: We'll
1: dish
2: out all the parts. <laughs> Who would you like to be? Um. <laughs> Can I be a Zac Efron and introduce
1: it? And that is a famous <laughs> Well, I guess it's time for me to introduce what I saw this week. And I'm sure many people saw it as well because it was such a hit. Did any of you see the three part series of Quiz on ITV?
3: Yes, oh, it's so good. I loved it.
1: So, only Pipper. So, what is it? I haven't seen it. Okay, you guys are going to be <laughs> blown away. So, it basically is the story of the creation of the program "Who Wants to Be a Millionaire," and the scandalous event of a couple who basically cheated, and one who wants to be a millionaire and won a million, and then it kind of came out that maybe they were cheating and then it shows the court case of that too. Ooh. So it's three parts. They kind of split that into three. The history, then the winning, and then the court case.
3: It is the most crazy like thing ever. So I already knew this general story. I feel like everybody knows this general story about the guy that cheated and won a million pounds. He, I should add, maintains to this day that he didn't cheat um and the program was quite good because it kind of like was quite it didn't actually just be like they cheated it was kind of like oh maybe they didn't cheat I honestly Um,
1: don't know I went into it going of course they cheated like good on them because they did a really good job of doing it but of course they cheated and then as in the last episode I was like but did they (laughs) did they I still don't know it was so good um
3: but so i just think the whole thing was mad because there's like so much other stuff i didn't know was going on like i didn't realize that like basically when spoiler uh, guys who wants to be a millionaire came out um middle class england like went a bit mad and just like decided that they like had to be on this game and had to win this game and all these like techniques for getting on the game there was this like what they they had this whole society a secret society called the syndicate which was all about like Tips to try and get over, get one over on who wants to be a millionaire. Mm. Honestly, it's the craziest thing. And I follow the guy who wrote it on Twitter. Who said that like a lot of like this is all true. It's not like dramatization. People were this obsessed with it, so it's really interesting. And it was a fun adaptation. I liked it, but I thought it was quite brave of ITV to show a three part drama, uh, which is basically all about coughing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, I never the way made that link. You know? is to do
3: with coughing. So there's a lot of coughing going on in this on this program, and like I found it quite stressful because I was just like, whenever you hear coughing now, you're like so do you know stressed. What? And whenever I, I cough, never I'm once like really worried. Made
1: that link. It never crossed my mind once. The true documentary is on YouTube, and you can watch them using real clips and not actors, obviously, and have interviews from people, and it was really interesting. I I have watched it. <laughs>
3: Also, apparently, mm. ITV have like released the original episode Ooh. of him winning wow. on really? iPlayer. Not iPlayer, whatever ITV, ITV is Hub. iPlayer is called. Yeah, wow. yeah. I need so to watch that. I might watch that because I'd like to see it like as a program. Um, and and it, see... it was
1: really funny because one of the questions was about Craig David. The answer was Craig David. I can't remember what the question was, um, and they were really clever because they did a montage of him and his wife basically training for him to go on the program so it was it was the husband that went on the program um and they itv just did some really funny scenes where number one they were training him so she was asking him so what did craig david do on monday and what did he do on tuesday and what did he do on wednesday and then it was really funny but also they They went into like his dreams or her dreams. I can't really remember. And they created like they had like Chris Tarrant like dancing in ballroom. And I don't know. It was just it was just crazy. I would really recommend it. Yeah. Well, that is what we saw this week. I hope you enjoyed listening to us. We'll of course be back next week. And I'm sure there'll be many more entertaining things for us to talk about. See you later.
0: Bye. Bye. Bye.